Let, let's go to Psalm 106. Psalm 106. I've got a number of passages, so I'm going to run through this with you guys. And the reason being is because I uh, wasn't sure what I was going to preach today. And uh, I've been doing this series for seven weeks on following Christ and being in His footsteps and, and, and letting what He did fall on us and to, to be Christian means to be Christ-like and all those different things that are so important. But then I started thinking about Thanksgiving and, and, and as a pastor, I think there's certain things that God lays on my heart that is important for me to share back with you guys. And one of them is the fact that I think we have a lot of traditions and things that we say that we don't understand what we do or why we do it. Thanksgiving is, is an incredible holiday. It was man-made. But the idea of giving thanks was not created by man whatsoever. It was created by God. It's not only created by God, but it was commanded of God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of prove a, a point as I get into this, because I'm going to just read, and you won't be able to keep up with all these passages, but I'm going to just keep reading through these, and I, I want you to get the point. And some of you are going to say, oh, wow, this is so repetitive. But sometimes God keeps saying the same thing because he wants us to absolutely get it. And we don't get it. It's like when you're getting on your kids and, and, and they, you have to tell them the same thing like 15 times. And it's, it's not because they didn't hear you. It's because they didn't get it. Psalm 106 verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 107 verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 118, verse 29. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 136, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And I jump back to Psalm 92, verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Say, wow, I, I think God said it and he forgot that he said it. It's absolutely, that's not what happened. God is trying to get it across to our hearts of the fact that God is extremely good to us. And he says, the response of my people understanding how good I am it's for them to give thanks unto God. Now, I've heard that my whole life. Actually, at Thanksgiving, we sit around the table and we tell everybody, you need to give thanks. We come into church on Sunday morning and we say, we have much to be thankful for. I'm so thankful for this. Last Wednesday night, we had an hour-long service where all it was was everybody taking turns giving thanks to God. But I started thinking, what does that mean to give thanks? To be thankful or, or to even give thanksgiving. The Bible says, and we're going to kind of park in Psalm 118 verse 1. Where the Bible says, oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. We will keep reading into this. But I want to ask you the question, what does that mean? And not to go through life with this cliche idea that, oh I'm thankful, are we? It's like, oh, I wish my kids would be more thankful. And I thought, maybe they're not thankful because they've never seen us truly give thanks ourselves. So we're going to break this down in just two points this morning. Sometimes you get scared because when I have two points, I have like 15 subpoints. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll get through this, I promise. I'm going to break it down. And I'm going to start with the end of the verse first, and then we'll back up. Two parts. Number one, his goodness. 
his goodness, plain and simple. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. In the midst, and then you guys try to explain this to me, and I, I honestly cannot, other than the fact of pointing back to this verse. In a nation that has turned its back on God, upholds false religions, will exploit any kind of sin, set it on a pedestal, and do all the rotten things that we sit back and say, I know that that goes against God, and I'm wondering why God doesn't just say, I'm done with you, wipe us off the, 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 the face of the globe. Instead, God still, look around, God's been good to us. You say, how is that possible? Because it's not just the fact that God has good, or he likes to do good, the Bible says that God is good. In the midst of the sin that is around us, God is still good. I'm going to tell you something that I, I prayed and I said, God, help me to understand this. Even in Christians coming to church and sitting in a pew and doing what we're doing this morning, a lot of Christians sit there and say, you know what? I know God is good, but if we were to be honest, in the back of our minds, we wouldn't fully say that God is always good. Because when I get into some situations that is really bad, the last thing on my mind is turning around saying, wow, God is still good. Because there's sometimes in my life that I'm not going to say that God is good because I don't feel like God is good. You guys know what I'm saying? Do I, do I have any real Christians here this morning that will just nod and pretend and say, I've been there myself? You know, I, I, I can sing the song or whatever, but when we get in our car and we just slam the door and throw our stuff down and say, I'm just sick and tired of this. The last thing on our lips is saying, wow, God, you are so good to us. We're not going to say that. But I know the verses of the Bible. The Bible says, for all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Even the bad things in my life that just simply do not make sense comes together for our good. Now, I know not everybody knew this, and I didn't even know that it was going to work out this way today. It just was bonus for me, but I've got my mom sitting in the service today. So I, I thought, Mom, I hate to do this, but I'm going to use you somewhat as my illustration today. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, you don't have to come up here or anything like that. We'll, we'll stand up for just a minute so everybody can see. Please. Just, just, this is my mom. Am I embarrassing you? All right, you can be seated. Growing up, I can say that I know that my mom loved me, without a doubt. There was nothing that my mom, times in my life, even when things were not good, I knew that my mom loved us. And there were some times that I questioned the goodness of mom, even though that I knew that everything she put into my life was for good. Looking back, the times that my mom would make us do homework, and she would... She sacrificed to put us in Christian school, and she worked as the janitor in our Christian school just to make sure that our bill was paid, to make sure that we stayed in that Christian school. She showed through her sacrifice her love and goodness to us as kids. But there was honestly times in my life that I did not feel or even brag on the goodness of my mom. When she would make us after going at school all day and she'd make us go in there and she'd be like, you got an F in this class or you failed this quiz or whatever. And she's like, you're going to sit down, you're going to do this. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, wow, the last thing on my mind is turn around saying, wow, my mom is good. But you know why? As an adult, I look back at those times that mom pushed me into those things. She was doing them for my good. 
you got to understand, we are the children of God, and our Heavenly Father loves us very much, and sometimes God pushes us into situations that in my eyes are not good, but in His eyes, He's saying, I know what is good for you, you're just going to have to do what I'm doing for you, because I know that this is best for you. Now that I'm older, Mama, realized that that also had to do with the spankings we've got. <laughs> and, and, and now I also realized, and you need to know, that half the times I was in trouble, it was not my fault. It was the other two kids that you had. <laughs> well, she had four kids, but two in particular. And, uh, you know, you're guilty by association. You guys know what that is. So when Dave and uh, Denny were bad, I automatically got spanked just because they were rotten to the core. And I got... And, uh, and by the way, I... No, I'm not kidding. That whole thing when you used to spank us and say, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, now that I'm an adult, I know that was a lie. We still say it because I think mentally it messes with our kids. Oh, okay. Well, like, maybe she'll quit sometime soon. Because I realized there was a lot of things that happened in my life as a child that I did not understand. And I understand now that I would not be where I'm at in my life if it wasn't for the goodness of mom coming my ways in forms that I didn't understand bestowed upon me And I am able now to step back and recognize that my mom was good and my mom loved me and my mom did things for me. And at the core of all of those things was for me to be better, even though I didn't understand it. And let me say while I'm saying that, it is stinking hot in here. Is anybody else warm? (laughs) Woo! Uh, if, if we have any guy with a key to the, to the uh, heater, and if you can make your way over to that, I will, I will give you a dollar to, to turn that. It is, it is hot in here. Should have known it'd be Joe. God blessed us with heat this morning, Amen. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. Those are just the blessings of God upon us. Do you know why God does what he does to us every single day all around us? Let me say, because God is good. And God blesses us in so many ways. And, and I, I look back and I, I, I realize that everything that God has given in my life, and, and, I, and if you sit back and we sung a song, count your blessings, name them one by one, Because you're going to realize that God's goodness is completely swarmed around our lives. In every aspect of our lives, God shows his goodness to us for one reason. And that is so that we will acknowledge his goodness and give praise to our God for he is good. And how dare we sit there and say thanks to God and yet not sing the praises. And I'll get to that. That is the second part of this. But I started looking at my life of what God has done for me and the fact that I don't deserve the position that I have and I don't deserve to have such a good mom and a great wife and three beautiful kids and all the blessings that we have. I don't deserve to be part of such a great congregation and to be able to serve alongside of you guys. 
We don't deserve the fact that we get to walk on this stage and lift up the cross and all these things. We don't deserve it, but through all of these things, God is just showing to us that He is good to us. God is good. God is good. Even when things are bad, God is still good. In Psalm 118, verse 1, Oh, give thanks in the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endures forever. And then he goes in and he says, Let Israel now say that His mercy endure forever. Let the house of Aaron say that His mercy endure forever. Let them now say that fear the Lord, that His mercy endures forever. God shows His goodness through His mercy. And said, let Israel say that Israel was a nation that was out in rebellion and God still showed them love and mercy. God said to the house of Aaron, which was the leaders, God showed them mercy because God was good to those leaders. God said, for those that fear the Lord or the saints of God or the ones that were following God, God showed mercy to them because his mercy was shown through his goodness to them. God does not limit his mercy. God is good and he shows it constantly to us. Mercy is simply holding back what is deserved. We can see that things are changing in America. And I've been convicted about this. I, I, I know we, that we say the phrase a lot that I, I, I can't believe if God... And don't say this phrase. I've heard people say it, but don't, don't ever say this phrase. If God doesn't do something to America, then he'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Well, let me tell you this. God doesn't have to apologize to no one. And for us to make that statement is to tell God that you need to straighten up and figure things out in America. God knows what's going on in America. And every time we watch the news and they're they're lifting up abortion and gay this and this is happening, all these things happen around us and we just sit back and grieve and, and we say, why in the world would God, you know why God has not returned? You know why God has not just wiped us out or God has not blown us off the map like people say? Because God is good and his mercy is to every generation. God is, for whatever reason of his great love to us, is withholding punishment that is deserved because God still has a plan for people to be reached by his love. And rather than us sitting back and watching the news going, I can't believe God is not, we need to stand back and say, wow, God's mercy is so good to those that don't deserve it. Because that is the truth. You did not deserve the grace of God and the mercy of God and the love of God that he put upon you. And you turn back and center around and judge the other people. No, they deserve it as much as we deserve it. God's mercy is everlasting. God shows his goodness through his mercy. God shows his goodness through his protection. Verse 5, I called upon the Lord in my distress. That word distress means a tight place. Have you, ever got, have you guys ever been in a tight place before? How about financially? Have you ever been in a tight place or where you, where you run out of time in a situation and you don't know what you're going to do? You don't know how you're going to handle it? Have you ever been in that tight place? David said that I call upon the Lord in, in my distress in that tight place. And the truth of the matter, let's be honest, a lot of our tight places that we get into in life are self-inflicted. I mean, God didn't make you swipe that credit card 15 times and, and you know, for every deal that came across QVC. God, God didn't force you to run out the Black Friday and get everything that you saw just because it was on sale. We, a lot of these problems that we have are self-inflicted. 
We do it ourselves. And David cried out. And, and we, we know some of the things that David did to himself. And he said, I called upon the Lord in the problem that I put myself into. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. You know why God does that? Because God is good. There are people in other countries right now that would love to have what we have right now in this church. They would love to have walked through the door of the church without having to hide their Bible, hide in a basement, or have to secretly sing praises to God in a mumble as they sit in a basement for fear that someone was going to come in and kill them. That, that say, God, God has set me in a large place. You know what that means? God has set me in a large room. I know you guys have probably thought that he just is completely harped upon this continually. Every time I've gotten up in the last six, eight weeks, I, I am obsessed with all this up here, obsessed with the idea that we get to do this. But let me tell you, we're going to have at least 5,000 people in attendance. To me, God set us in a big, big, giant, large place to be able to do good works for him. Tell me how that works out. Tell me how we complain that in a world that people don't care about God or care about the gospel, want to hear it anymore. And God says, you know what, for those that have stepped out and said, here, my Lord, use me. For those that are willing to give up their Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoons and throughout the week and everything that we have done, you know what this is? God is giving us his blessings, and his blessings is coming by putting people in the pews to hear the story. That is God's goodness to us, his blessing to us. The honor of being able to serve him and be able to point people to Jesus Christ and his goodness to us. God is good through his grace and mercy and his protection. But it goes on to say that God is good through his peace. The Bible says in verse 6, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear what man can do unto me. If, if we were to break that verse down and just look at that first part right there and say the Lord is on my side. I, it doesn't matter if you're going back into surgery. Ruth Snyder is going in. I don't know if she even wanted me to say this. But Ruth, we, we, we want you to know that we love you. We're praying for it's Tuesday morning. She's going in for total knee replacement. Ruth, as you go back in there, yes, there's going to be nurses and doctors, but the Bible has promised you that God's going to be with you when you go back into that room. Amen. Right now, Sharon Gibson is at the hospital, and two weeks ago, her husband fell when we had that, that ice storm. And he is still uh, partially sedated, and, and, and they think that maybe he has a hole in the back of his heart now that was unrelated to the fall that was discovered through this and all these problems, and Sharon's sitting there. And what a blessing it was when I was able to go there and Charlie and then went to see her as well and put her arm around and say, you know what, here's the thing that God made us promise, that God is with us. doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter how scared you are to get on this stage and say your lines or to go out there and, and fight somebody or that family member you've invited 15 times that has slammed the door. I'm here to tell you that we have nothing to fear because God is with us. Standing right next to to us as we face whatever obstacle comes our way. And I know that is so cliche to say that God is with you. But here's the thing. God is honestly 100% standing by our side with whatever we face. I might walk away from him, but he never walks away from me. I might drop the ball in, in, in the service that I have, but he never drops the ball. Our God is faithful. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. The second part of this passage, which is actually the first part, which is the Lord is good, but it says to us, oh, give thanks. I, I started thinking, I said, Lord, and this, this part is about not only 
about his goodness, but now we get into our gratitude. Our gratitude. How do you give thanks to someone that has done so much? How do you give thanks? And, and a, lot, a lot of times it's, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. I'm glad you're thankful, but the Bible doesn't just say to be thankful. It says to give thanks. I, I, I looked this up and I began to do study. If you don't understand something, the best thing to do is get into God's word and you read and God's going to show you things. The word thanks means to worship, to confess, or to praise. That's what that word thanks. And sometimes you're going to read that same word and you're going to read it and says to confess that he is this or to praise him for this, which is the same word that means to give thanks. Let me read some of these passages. Psalm 69, verse 30, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song and will, will magnify him with thanksgiving. I will magnify, I will make big of my God with thanksgiving. Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name. You say, what are you pointing out? Everywhere or a lot of spots that we read about giving thanks to God, it goes hand in hand with him also talking about let our lips proclaim Jesus. To magnify, to lift up, to make known, to make a big deal out of. Psalm 92 verse 1, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. God is not this vain God sitting there saying, oh, I, love, I, I love it when they applaud me. And you don't get the wrong perception of God. But God is very big on his saints of God that have experienced his goodness to turn around and not just mumble under our breath saying, I'm thankful, but to turn around and shout out the praises of our God to those that are around us. You realize that what we do, every time we witness or every time we sing and every time the Bible even mentions that, for us to do that, we are saying to God by our saying, you are holy, 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 or you are righteous, or how great is our God, and we sing those praises, that is giving thanks unto God. With that said, how is our thanksgiving truly? I'm not talking about turkey and stuffing here. How is our thanksgiving to God when we stand in church and we sing a song and we sit there and mumble like we're being tortured? Or, or, or you sit there and you don't sing the words and we're singing verses and like, well, holy, holy, holy is Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. And we're singing these words and you have people that don't even open their lips. The Bible says, sing praises. Psalm 100 verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his, praises, uh, his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is, he is God. And he hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? Praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You see how it's hand in hand? You know, see, I, I, over and over again, God says, are you thankful for your salvation? Oh, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm so glad that God saved me. And all the rest of the church says, amen. God says, why don't you say it out there? Why, why, why don't you let your light so shine in that workplace or in that school or in that place that you go on the weekends? Let that light shine because God says that is giving thanks unto God for our salvation. Make known, magnify, make big of our God. That's our job. 
We can say, I, I, I've come to give thanks. And God says, well, let me see that thanks. Are you going to exalt, praise, lift up, and exalt the name of Jesus? And he said, well, why do we do all that? Well, verse 5 in that same passage says, For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. God uses the praises of his people to make known his goodness to the world around us. And I love how it says in that passage, to all generations. You see, what God is doing through this is he is letting us brag about what he has done in our lives so that we can tell other people about what God will do in their life as well. When our praise dies and there's no more thanksgiving and there's no more getting excited and there's no more stirring of our hearts or we, we no longer ever get excited about anything spiritual, I promise yesterday there was a lot of giving of thanks and, and praise going on from about 12 to 3.30 you know what I'm talking about? And don't get me wrong. I know it was an exciting <clears throat> game. And I know people were excited. And, and, and they, that, that guy that would run down to the end of the field. And he'd jump out and grab that ball. And, and they'd tackle him midair. And he'd fall to the ground. And he'd get up. And he'd staggering around. And he'd hold the football. And that 100,000 people. And the millions of people on TV watching at one time. And everybody get excited. And would sit there and praise and clap and exalt. Let me tell you, our God did a whole lot more than just make a touchdown. He deserves a whole lot more than that dude that caught a stinking ball. You say, well, you're so anti-football. No, I'm not. I, I am very pro my Savior. I'm not anti-football. I just believe our God deserves a whole lot more praise because we have a whole lot more to be thankful for what he did on the cross than what they did on the field. And, and, we, and our, it stirs our hearts. But you know what the difference is? You're standing there recognizing the talent, the effort, and everything that that guy did to grab it and do that. And he pushes through and he runs around. Yes, I look like a pro athlete. That's, that's just in my nature. I'll tone it down for you guys. But you see that. And man, you're standing there and just thrills our hearts. Maybe we need to step back and refocus on what Christ did for us. I'll be honest, I struggled this, this past week. I, I, um, I somewhat made light of subbing for Brent last week. I mean, it was, it was funny. I was, I was doing your part. I was doing it in a suit until they laid me down. And I, dude, I don't, it, it got to me like crazy. I couldn't. It was no longer like cool that I was just acting out. I was hanging out with everybody. When they began to, to take the, the hammer and begin to nail the things in there, and I, I'm hearing that noise. And, and then they stood up, and I'm, I'm staring in my friends' faces. And, the, and I know you guys were acting, and everybody was like, get him, he doesn't deserve it. You know, everybody's chanting and all that. And I thought, wow. It's, I don't think we'll fully understand. And then the, the thought entered into my mind, in my head, that he did not have to be there. He could have called 10,000 angels to come down and change that situation. He could have said the words and have changed the situation, but he chose not to. Do you know why Revelation, the song that we sang, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain? 
He was a lamb led to the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth. He did that because of his goodness to us. He was showing good to people that did not deserve it. You know what that is called? It's called grace and mercy. And that's why the Bible over and over again coupled with the Lord is good and his mercy is for all generations and his mercy shall be forever. And the only thing that God has asked of us that have been the receivers of all that goodness is that we would take our lips and exalt and point and give all the praise and glory and honor and credit to God. Guys, this year we are doing a lot of things that we've never done in our play, but one of the major changes that we have done, there is no program. There will be no program at the door. Usually there's a book, and we're, we're kind of proud of that, of how many people are involved in, oh, look, at, I didn't know little Cindy was doing that part and things like this. At the end of this, there's only one name that we want to be exalted above every name, and that's the name Jesus Christ. That's it. We give God the glory, and even at the end, we know that people applaud at the end of the play. We are lifting up the cross because it's the outward symbol that we have of representation of what he did. And our cast will turn and we will applaud the cross for what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. May we change the way that we look at thanksgiving. That God has been very, very good to us. And the only thing that God says that we do is, oh, give thanks, or oh, give praise, or oh, give acknowledgement, or oh, give credit, or oh, magnify, or blow up, or make big, or point in the direction of our God, because nothing that we have is to our credit. It is all to his credit. All to Jesus I surrender. Everything to him I owe. None of it is to me, but to him. And what does God do? How does God bless? How does God return to us? The more that we exalt and praise the name of Jesus, the more that God blesses. Psalm 145, and I'll be done. Psalm 145 and verse 1. I will exalt thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the greatness and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. One generation shall declare to the next generation and declare thy mighty acts. I love how on next Sunday we have the preaching and the singing and two little kids programs that will take place on the stage. And I almost am hesitant to say that. You know why? Because sometimes when we have kids' programs, people won't show up. You know, if, even though this Sunday morning, that's just part of the special music that we're having. But sometimes we have kids' programs, people won't show up, and they'll say, all it is is kids singing. Let me say, you know, you know what they are? They're one generation telling another generation how great is our God. And you know what we do in return? We stand up and applaud not just the kids and their efforts, but we applaud our Savior so that they know, hey, they serve and praise the same God that we're singing about. It's not when one generation has it better than the other. No, all of us have experienced the goodness of God, and all of us give the praise and glory to our Savior. Oh, give thanks, 
unto the Lord, for he is good. Have you recognized the goodness of God in your life? And you give him the praise that he deserves.